Beautiful. So obviously want to talk about the EP and get your opinion on a couple things and just geek out a little bit about being a music fan. But um, curious with this being kind of uh, your major label debut, is it, are there nerves or are you anxious for it? Or is it like, eh, the album's in the can and what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Uh, it's a little bit of both. I'm kind of nervous just because, you know, you do want to please everyone when it's your first record on, you know, on a label. But at the same time, I kind of can't wait for it to be out and have people hear it and start moving on to the next thing, you know? Yeah, I imagine like a big relief, like a sigh of relief, like, ah, finally it's done. It's out. It's released into the world. Uh, it's no longer mine. Yeah, especially since we've been holding on to it for like forever already. So was the plan to do an album and then the pandemic turned it into an EP or was an EP the plan from the beginning? Uh, there was actually no plan. So we were, <laughs> we were just going to write a bunch of music and, uh, which we ended up doing. We wrote way more than the EP. Um, it just turned out those were the seven songs that we were comfortable with putting out at the moment and then the whole Spine Farm thing happened and I presented the songs to them and they hopped on board and really wanted to put it out and here we are. So that quickly, man, that's great. Yeah, everything kind of happened super fast. And did the label hook you up with Andrew Bayless or did you already have a relationship with him? So we had already an established relationship with him. We did the EP by ourselves. At the end of 2019, we were done with it and we had no plan of releasing it because we were we were on tour and we got off tour. And right when we got off tour, that was when Spine Farm approached us. Within the same week that they approached us, the shutdown happened, the, like uh, the lockdown. So yeah, that happened the same week. Wow. <laughs> what, yeah. a, what a paradox of like the worst thing happening in the world, but then at the same time, you know, tour ending for you, but then at the same time, dream come true. Yeah, it was insane, man. Like I got off tour, let's just say, let's say, for example, I got off tour on Friday. On Saturday, uh, I went to a show and I met the guys at Spine Farm. On Monday, they invited me over to the office and I met with all of them. And then by Thursday, there was a shutdown. That was literally the entire <laughs> process. Wow. And then how much longer until the, till the ink was dry and the paperwork, as they say? After the shutdown happened, I didn't hear from them for about a month. And then finally, like, they, they told me they were, they were ready to move forward. And, uh, you know, they told me that, you know, because the shutdown happened, it wasn't that they weren't interested in us. They wanted to make sure they had a plan. And uh, they presented us with a plan. And we started working with them without a contract. We, we started doing a bunch of stuff. We didn't actually sign our contract until August. But wow! Already has started working with Spine Farm and moving things along because yeah, I guess we were, we were both excited to work together. They were excited to work with us. We were excited to work with them. So we kind of jumped the gun and started working, even though we didn't have a deal signed. Wow! So a lot of faith, but it, it certainly panned out at least to this point. That's great to hear in this yeah, day and man. age about the music business because it usually doesn't go that way. Oh, it never goes that way. They <laughs> they put a lot of faith in us. For me specifically, like I've I've kind of been through this a lot. I was really hesitant about it because. Well, it was nowadays, like, they're kind of crap, but they're really good at keeping their promises and doing exactly what they said they were going to do. So, so far, this has been incredible. I mean, and that's really all you can ask for. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Yeah, they're, they're really on top of their game, man. I'm curious, maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but with the title, like, Cloud City, is that a little Star Wars reference, or is that, am I completely <laughs> off track? So I get that all the time. I am a huge fan of Star Wars, but it's not. Um, I simply came up with Cloud City. It like obviously I didn't come up with it, but I thought about it uh, in reference to the album, just because it felt like I was building, I was building a living a living space for myself in the clouds. Like my head is in the clouds. I'm lost. I don't know where I'm going, and I'm building this city in the clouds to keep myself safe from the world beneath me, pretty much. And that's how that's how I came up with the title. Ah, okay, hey, very interesting. I was also curious to learn about you. I love your voice and. I I love what you guys are doing and bringing something different to the table. Curious though, are you professionally trained or shower trained? 
I am shower trained. <laughs> <laughs> I had no training ever. I grew up listening to like Michael Jackson, Frank Sinatra, Usher, things like that, Prince. And so I kind of, I always sang, but it was, you know, it was never professionally. And then one day I picked up a guitar and I started writing riffs and that's it. That's the story. <laughs> wow. So let me ask you, because listening to your music, MJ was the first name that kind of came to my head and, mm-hmm. and you had mentioned Prince too. So the epic question, MJ versus Prince, who's, who's the king of pop in your, your eyes? I'm going with MJ every really? time. Every time, yeah. Really? I thought maybe being a guitar player, you'd, you'd come onto my side of the fence with Prince a little bit more. I'm always like, it, it's weird to say that, but I, I think I got into Michael first. I did get into Prince right after. Um, Prince definitely was more of my like instrumental inspiration because you know he was an amazing guitar player. But I always kind of just leaned towards Michael's music more. It kind of I didn't I can't say I connected to it because as a kid you don't really connect to any <laughs> music you hear. But there was always just something about it that made me feel something a little more than Prince's, hmm. and that's that's why. So he had those sick dance moves, man. Like how could you? <laughs> this man was like he's like he walked on water almost. Uh, Prince could dance too. Well, I mean he he was rocking the heels and doing yeah. some moves. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Loving, loving, shameless, and uh, the video for it looked like uh, not a bad day's work to roll around with the, an attractive woman. But uh, <laughs> certainly, that uh, the gist of the song, kind of that moth to a flame vibe. Yeah, that's actually exactly what we were going for. Um, that wasn't my idea for the video. I had like a different idea, and my video guy at the very last minute was like, "Hey, we should do this instead." <laughs> and I, I trust him because he has, you know, he has a better eye for things, and he's one of my best friends. He listens to all of our music. He knows exactly what the themes are, and he's he's really good at taking my vision and actually bringing it to life. So was that like just a, a model off the street or a friend or an actual girlfriend or? No, so she was actually, she was actually a good friend of mine. I met her a couple of years ago on tour. Uh, I had the video to, to be done now and I didn't have anyone. Uh, I had a couple of options, but I didn't really feel comfortable. And, you know, it's, it's better working with your friends than working with someone that you don't know, like a complete stranger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You guys did it did seem kind of comfortable. And I've, I've talked to other artists over the years. <laughs> One artist was telling me about, you know, the same kind of setup, except for yeah. it was a hired actress and her boyfriend was standing five feet away from him watching them the whole time as they're canoodling. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's exactly what I didn't want to go through. I've actually heard stories like that before where like, you know, they'll hire a model and the model will bring her boyfriend and the boyfriend makes everything like super awkward. And so it's kind of like, turning your friends like sometimes you know if you have a friend who could do a job it's it's better to you know to build with them and just keep everything internal and there's no one you know there's no uncomfortableness or anything else like that so this actually was perfect man are there more videos to come i, I certainly hope so and, and uh, another tune i'm really loving is massive uh yeah uh we do we actually uh we filmed two music videos from actors one will never see the light of day and the <laughs> other one should be out soon and then we have another music video after that and if me and christian get board will probably film another music video (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's probably too early to say but any any inkling any idea of of touring and getting out on the road at all or is it just kind of wait and see like everyone else i guess it's kind of like a wait and see i've seen some plans come through obviously everyone does want to book tours they'll so you know they'll they'll try to book them and announce them and if they have to reschedule them they will so i've seen some plans come through my email and like you know my agent texts me stuff that he's familiar with for us that's 
super exciting, but it's all like really wait and see kind of thing right now. And you being in New York, what is the uh, the, the COVID temperature like these days? I'm in California, but kind of curious what, what the vibe is like and what, what society is like right now. It's weird because I feel like on the news, everyone makes it seem like New York City is a war zone, but it's actually not like that. When you go outside and people are wearing masks and doing everything else, and, you know, following rules in certain areas, they are in other ones, they aren't. We did good just go through right now, like a some restrictions came back, so restaurants can only stay open for a certain time and things like that. But it hasn't really been too crazy. And you've been you've been one of the fortunate ones that kind of had this whole album to put together, even though it was already recorded. I imagine a lot going into it and the videos and everything. But did you develop any other uh, hobbies or interests during this quarantine and being at home more often? Yeah, so I always um, write and record the music at home and just demo it out as best I can. But because you know, because of uh, I was trapped at home, I really started diving into like production and things like that and Mm. so that's been like something that i've like completely fallen in love with pro tools going pro tools crazy (laughs) i'm I'm buying up all the plugins and making myself broke (laughs) (laughs) you know speaking of that uh, let me ask you a question outside of music but about passion and and hobbies it's kind of a (laughs) a fill in the blank question if you will Okay. When it comes to blank, I spare no expense. Give me something outside of music for a second that, that you love, that you're into. Is it sports? Is it beer? Food? What it, what's, your, what's your passion outside of music? Food. I will eat anything. <laughs> if you put something in front of me, I will 100% eat it. I don't discriminate when it comes to food. I eat everything. <laughs> Any particular kind? Is it Mexican food? Is it, is it filet mignon? Is it lobster? What's, what's your, uh, what's your pick? Filet so good right now. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd honestly eat anything, like literally anything. I, I I can't think of one thing that I won't eat, to be honest. Liver. I just like trying different things. Uh, I mean, if you throw some hot sauce on it, maybe liver will taste good. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You put tapatio on anything and it's good. That's true. <laughs> now, now, can you cook the food or are you just a consumer of it? Because I, I can't cook. That's why I had to get married. My wife does all the cooking. I starve. <laughs> I can. I'm not as good at it as uh, my girlfriend is, so I, I stay out of the kitchen. She does like all of like, that stuff. Smart man, smart man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Joey, I appreciate all the time and having some fun just talking outside of the, the band and stuff and, and want to talk a little music now. And I like putting bands in categories and kind of making you you pick your favorite. Like I held you, your feet to the fire earlier with MJ versus Prince. <laughs> going to do that again with some some bands. I'm going to put some bands in categories and I need to know your numero uno. I want to go back 30 years ago now to the, like the 90s. The bands that were kind of ruling the rock world during the 90s, which I've loved entitled the flannel five <laughs> so you can kind of see where this is going but i, I need to know your right. numero uno out of nirvana pearl jam stone temple pilots Soundgarden or alice in chains i'm gonna go with nirvana tell me why tell me why break it down around that time was when i actually started getting seriously into guitar i, I remember listening to all of these bands <laughs> And there was something about uh, just the attitude like that Kirk Cobain had towards just like music and uh, the industry and like press and everything else and how that translated into his music that just made it hit more for me. Yeah, he always seemed to be so like honest and raw. Like he didn't have the best singing voice, but you believed it. Yeah, I, I've, I've always loved that. I, I've always thought that it's better when an artist is themselves. Like if you're yourself people will see that and they'll notice that. And that was one thing that he definitely, he was just always himself and I love it. And he can write a freaking pop song too. Oh yeah, he was an incredible writer. It's certainly Nirvana could write some catchy, hooky pop songs. Yeah, they wrote some great music, man. Any favorite Nirvana song we should play on the radio for you? I like Come As You Are. Let's go with that one. Come As You Are. <laughs> Beautiful. So I got, I got one more evolution for you. 
Gotcha. So that's going to be like 90s, right? We'll go into late 90s, early 2000s, add one more to it for what I like to call the new metal six pack. So this is going to be Rage Against the Machine, Corn, Linkin Park, Slipknot, Disturbed, System of a Down. Oh, this one's hard. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites on here. Uh, <laughs> all right, so it's going to be Linkin Park and System of a Down. Oh, okay. Lincoln, um, Lincoln, I thought are, for sure, but okay. Yeah, I so Lincoln Park was like that was my end to this industry. Like I listened to stuff before that, but hearing uh, just everything Lincoln Park put out was incredible. System of a Down though had it's like they had me in a trance when I first started listening to them. It was <laughs> the way they played and everything was so chaotic yet also still super uniform. Mm-hmm. And that you know what I'm just gonna go with System of a Down. Executive decision, System of a Down. Yeah. Um, I'm making an official system of a down for me. <laughs> and another band that could be as frantic and, and heavy and crazy as they wanted to be and then still bring in that melody. Yeah, System of a Down was one of those bands that kind of, they did like a lot of like chaotic stuff, but they always had, they always had like a hook that was just, it was insane. Like you couldn't help, you honestly couldn't help but sing it. It was, you couldn't escape it. And do you have a favorite System of a Down tune? Uh, I like the prison song. The prison song is like one of my favorite songs. Uh, I want to say it's, in between the prison song and toxicity. Oh man, is it deer dance or? I didn't look now. Are you a big metalcore guy? Yes, I am. So maybe you can kind of help me out with this because obviously I think that's kind of like the next next musical evolution in the rock world, right? Okay. If we go to new yeah, metal yeah, six yeah. pack, then it would have to be metalcore. I think would be next, but I'm not a hundred percent sold on on my metalcore list. Maybe you can help me round it out here. Gotcha. So if we go from New Metal 6, we'll do Metal Core 7. I still got to think of a fun name for it. Here's here's <laughs> kind of the bands in the in the in the mix and I'm I'm not a 100 I have like 8 bands and I need 7. So here's okay. what here's what I'm thinking. Locks, Kill Switch Engage for sure lock, Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. Shadows Fall, Trivium. Then it starts to get a little bit dicier. As I lay dying. Okay. I would say yeah, that's a lock. And then do we go God forbid, Unearth? Oh man, God forbid was Unearth for sure, one hundred percent. Betray you? Honestly, yeah. I think Betray, Betray you kind of like took metalcore and like made it even bigger. So yeah, definitely them. Avenge Sevenfold. Oh man, I don't know. That's see now that's hard because he threw in he threw in Avenge and they kind of. Does Avenge Sevenfold count as metalcore though? Because they only actually had one metalcore album and nothing else was metalcore. Yeah, I mean it's certainly one that once they got to Warner that that started to fade out. But uh, I love yeah. The once once they too. put out City of Evil, nothing was metalcore after that. Yeah, just for the namesake of it and just for the exposure that they brought to that format even though they kind of changed so, i think it still kind of grew the metalcore format yeah so if you if you had to swap one out for avenge i would say probably swap out as only dying for avenge okay so then we go avenged kill switch lamb of god shadows mm-hmm. fall trivium that's five mm-hmm. and then we go what atrey you god forbid you and and i think it was unearth 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 yeah. over god forbid yeah because they're still around no <laughs> they're still still putting out hits so then who would be your numero uno off of that list off of that list Uh, I'm gonna go with Killswitch yeah I mean (laughs) that's kind of the obvious one now you you can't go wrong with them like they had they had Adam D they had Howard Jones like you can't go wrong you have to pick them well, then, then it's the debate again. Is it? Are you a Jesse guy or are you a Howard guy? I'm a Howard guy. Because I, I love Jesse. I love the record that he did before Howard came in. I love the stuff he did after. But I am a full on Howard guy. And a heartache. Yeah, and a heartache was the best. 
also the record after as daylight as um i think it was as daylight dies yeah my curse oh yeah uh, like all of those songs are amazing and good to see that they were cool enough to bring howard back in and he sang on a new song on the new album the signal fire which uh, yeah, is really yeah, yeah. cool the and then they toured, they were, well, they got three dates into the tour or whatever it was and had to stop, but they had Howard come out and sing that song with Jesse, and I think he was even doing uh, End of Heartache, too. Yeah, yeah, I saw videos of it. <laughs> Sick. And so cool, like, is, especially in a world where everything's so turbulent and angry and mad, it's like, oh, look, former member comes back, open arms, everything's fun and loving. It's like, yes, it's nice to see some of that happening in music where there's all these musicians that hate each other and won't talk to each other. Isn't that so weird? Like, the music, you would think there'd be more unity in the music industry, but everyone is kind of like, they just want to keep everything for themselves and just push everyone else out and it creates like, just creates like a bunch of like hate and anger kind of. Yeah, I feel like Killswitch is kind of like setting that example. Like, look, it can work. It can be friendly. Everyone can get along. Yeah. And be friends. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. Like, I I get it. Like, you're in a band, but you have to be friends. Like, you can be friends and not have to be in the same band. Yeah, think about so much time you spend with those people. I mean, sometimes more time spent with your bandmates than your family. Yeah, or friends. Actually, I mean, yeah, most of the time, especially when you're a touring musician, <sighs> you spend almost all of your time with your band. Especially how much kill switch tour do you think about you start doing the math on how many hours you've spent with that person it's like how, how could you hate that person yeah i'll never understand that well joey i appreciate all the time no problem man thank you for having me dude you rock thank you so much for checking out the entire podcast don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow me on the socials at mike z 967 follow me i'll follow you back lastly don't miss the show Saturday nights at 11 p.m., Wired in the Empire on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in Southern California. Always streaming online at kcalfm.com. Adios.